Blog Talk Radio. Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Welcome back. Welcome back, Brian. Well, thank you, my friend. I say the same to you. I tell you what, you picked this topic for the show tonight. You started it all, so you (laughs) take over. I tell you what, you know, it was something that my pastor said the other day that just made so much sense. He says, the year is more than half over. What, and what have you done? Have you accomplished what you said you were going to accomplish? Have you done what you said you were going to do? If not, the year is almost over. So you need to get busy with doing it. And so that gave me the inspiration for the topic of tonight. And the topic of tonight is where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? I mean, we've, 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 we're in August, so that means we only got about four or five months left. Where do we go from here, Greg? Well, we, we go wherever our dreams and our hearts. That's where we go. But a lot of people, Brian, are afraid to step out of that comfort zone and do that thing that they've been dreaming about, and that thing has been pulling and tugging at them, and they always seem to push it to the side. Mm-hmm. If I could do this, if I were this and that, if I had this, I could do that. Well, sometimes you have to start with nothing to get to where you want to be. I, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. You know, Greg, the one thing that I thought about was in my own personal life and the things that I do, you know, I set a goal this year to do something. And you and I talked about this briefly the other day. I set a goal to start a foundation this year, and as I found myself wanting to do this at the end of last year, you know, I had no idea of the obstacles that I would have to, you know, that I would be presented with, you know, after I made the, the declaration of this is what I want to do. And so even, you know, me, the person who, you know, is commonly motivating others, I found myself needing motivation to get started to doing it. And so I found that motivation. And then I, yes, I, let obstacles get in my way to where I'm no further than where I was when I said I wanted to start the foundation. And so I asked myself the same question. Where do I go from here? You see, so even, I mean, and I say this to others because even motivators need motivation. And even the greatest of motivating speakers and personal self-help coaches, even they run into things and into obstacles that may say, sometimes set them back. That's true. That's true. But I think, Brian, a big thing that uh, everybody is running into is that big wall called fear. Mm. They're 
of being rejected. They're mm-hmm. afraid that they don't qualify to do what they dreamed of doing. And they also feel that society will not accept the things that they're trying to do. But, Brian, we all know all things are possible. We know that. Yes, sir. But we need to get out and do something. We watch television all the time. We watch people achieving their dreams and and doing things that they want to do. We watch all of the uh, big sports games, and we watch So You Think You Can Dance and all of this stuff, American Idol. Do you realize that these people are living their dreams? And you're sitting there and you're watching them do something that you could be doing yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, I agree. You know, I, I look at a lot of TV, and the one thing that I learn is that many people will sit there and watch. You know, I, I do it. They'll watch TV, and they'll begin to see their dream on TV that somebody else is doing, and they'll say, that should have been me. That was me right there. You know, and even I say it sometimes, you know, uh, and you know this, Greg, I used to be in the music industry, and I would see some of these big-time artists that are out there, and they have some of the, you know, not the best music. I'd say it's not the absolute worst music, but it's also not the best music, but people are buying it in droves, and I'm saying to myself, that should have been me giving them quality music, giving them something good that they can listen to around their children and stuff like that. You know, and then I said, well, why can't it still be me? And that's, that's, that's where I want to take it now. Why can't we fulfill our dreams? <laughs> that's a good question. I think, I think the reason a lot of us can't achieve our dreams is just simple. It's so simple. We don't believe. Mm. Listen to the rich come on television all the time and spew this complicated stuff about they did this and now they're into this, and but they won't tell you exactly how they got to where they are. They try to make things as complicated and twisted as possible, and for what reason, I, I don't understand it. If you believe, you can do it. If you believe you can achieve the things that you think and the things that you dream about, you can do those things if you don't quit. Now, that's the key. Hey. You can't quit when it gets tough. You can't quit when someone is closing the door in your face. You can't quit when your family is telling you you must be out of your mind. You can't do this. You cannot give up. If your mindset is not on achieving this thing, no matter what, don't even try it. But the, the mm-hmm. best I thing agree. about all the best thing about all this, Brian, is when someone says no, and when someone or something stops you to the point where you uh, are stopped in your tracks and you feel, what do I do? I can't. What do I do? What do I do? That is the best. Process that is the best time for you to enjoy that process before you reach your goals. Achieving your dreams and goals should be fun. They should be fun. 
It's the believing part is the hardest thing, not the actual doing. It's the believing that you can do it is the actual is that is the hardest part that people are are stuck with. They're stuck on that. I can't do it. I can't do it. But you know what, Brian? They'll believe that their best friend can do it. They have more faith in someone else than they do in themselves. Hmm. You know, and you know, and that's the part that's just so crazy. They'll believe in someone else's dream before their own dream. That's right. And I, I've never gotten that. You know, even as a motivator, you know, you and I, we understand that we should believe in other people's dreams. We should help them and encourage them so that they can achieve their dream. And as a motivator, my dream is to see other people's dreams be revealed. And so every time I help somebody else, you know, then that's part of my dream being fulfilled through them. But when you see someone else and they believe in you more than they believe in themselves, you know, it, it takes me to, you know, and, you know, God knows I don't mean this in a negative way, but it takes me to the, the, the whole issue of the Michael Jackson case and how when he died, some people were so distraught that they committed suicide. You know, and I'm thinking, Wow. You let one person's life influence yours so much that you decide to take your own. You know, and someone was talking, we were talking about that today, actually, and I said, you know, I believe that those folks were already going to commit suicide. They just needed a reason. You know, and to spin it the other way, sometimes we need a reason to make our dreams a reality. You know, I was always told that he said the reason that things um, burn up in the fire, and you can see the, all the impurities get burned out of things, like when they make the metals and all that type of stuff. They say the reason that they put it through the fire is so you can burn it all out. You know, I, I think a lot of times people have to go through fire in order to get all the foolishness burnt out of them. They got to go through struggle and some pain just so they can pull the real them. You know, you got to pull the real you out of those relationships, out of those things that happen to you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my firm belief. Well, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think when we are pressed, that's when a lot of people tend to back off. When we're pressed with a little trials and tribulations and a little uncomfortness, I'll say, when we're uncomfortable, that's when a lot of people say, oh, is this really what I want to do? Well, you have to realize it's not the dream that's causing that. It's not that thing you've been dreaming about that's causing that. It's the turbulence on the way to it. And nine times out of ten, it's people causing that on you or you're believing what they're saying or you outthink or overthink what you're trying to do and think yourself out of what you're trying to do. But this yeah. Is, yeah, but I don't know if you ever looked at it like this, Brian, but everything you see, when you wake up every morning, everything that you see is someone's dream. Someone dreamed of creating that car. <laughs> someone dreamed of designing that chair that you're sitting in inside the car. 
someone dreams of the shoes that you're wearing. It, everything that you see is an example of what can be. Wow. Everything that you see is a dream. It's someone's dream. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I never thought of it that way, but you're absolutely right. When you start talking about that, I start looking around on my desk, and I see cordless phones. I have my iPhone here. I have some DVDs here. I have a clock. You know, um, I have a mouse and a keyboard, of course, because I'm in front of the computer. You know, and as I look around, I see pencils and and photographs of my children and my family, and it's like, wow, all those things were the result of someone's dream of, hey, I, this is my thing that I want to create. That's right. So, and I tell you, that's that's really really profound. So the thing is, why can't you have what you dream? At some point, you're going to have to say, you know what, I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of being tired. I want to have the things that I want to have. And we're not talking about materialistic things or material items. We're not talking about that. But that could be your dream, whatever it is. But I I think, Brian, what we need to do is go from a wanting stage to a desiring stage. Hmm. I believe as long as you stay in that want stage, you won't go any further. To have hmm. a dream, for your dreams to come true, and I can, I'll use an example, uh, for an example, I'll use sports. Uh, you hear about Michael, the Michael J- uh, Jordans and the uh, Michael Irvins and the, the top tennis player in the world, and you hear about the Venus, the, the Williams sisters, and you hear about all these people doing fantastic things. They're not wanting to do what they're doing. They're desiring to do what they're doing. Lance Armstrong. Prime example. That's desire. What he's doing is flat out desire. And that's why he's doing it. Desire will make you push yourself to the limit. Desire will make you uh, deaf to the naysayers and the negative people. Desire will make you get up and practice when you don't feel like doing it. Desire is almost like your friend, it's your helpmate. <laughs> You know, desire, she'll help you, she'll push you, she'll let you know when you get to the point of giving up, she'll talk and say things in your ear, you could do it, you could do it, and it's just you and her. Wow. I like that. That's good stuff, Greg. That's good stuff. But with that being said, where do we go from here? You see, it's my first... I'm go sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, it's my firm belief that once we know where we are, we can either do you do one or two things. Either you can go, or you can do three things. You can stay right where you are, you can move forward, or you can regress. And dare I say, if you stay where you are, it's just like moving backwards. <laughs> because if everybody else is moving forward... If you're staying where you are, you're still behind. And if people are moving backwards, you might be ahead of them, but you're still behind the other folks that are moving forward. And so I believe the way we move forward is that now that we know where we are, we have to set our sights on where we want to be. 
Where do you want to be? Have you, have you begun to really focus on achieving that particular goal? You know, have you actually put in place measurements to how you achieve that goal? See, some people say, well, this is what I want to do. And, you know, how do you know when you're halfway there? How do you know when you're, you know, right on point? How do you know when you're still in the ballpark or whether you're skating around the edge? See, I think once you start putting, you you, you focus on your on your goal, and then you set some measurements and some benchmarks. You put those in place. If I want to, if if my desire is to uh, lose twenty pounds, I don't just set out to lose twenty pounds. I set out to lose five. And once I lose those five, I set out to lose five more. Or if it's two pounds. You know, when you watch Celebrity Fit Club, for those who have cable and they watch Celebrity Fit Club, they didn't go out to try to lose 100 pounds. They said, your goal this week, five pounds. Your goal this week, four pounds. You see, they set a goal, but the ultimate goal was to lose a whole lot of weight. But they had these little measurements of how much you needed to lose, and then they gave you tasks of, okay, this is what we're going to do this week to lose that weight. Or, dare I say, if I want to get my diploma, this is the book that I need to focus on to study for this test. You know, or if it's or if your desire is to run a business, I know that I need to have X amount of people for this particular job, so this is how I'm going to, you know, talk to this particular person to get them to come on and this is how I'm going to talk to that particular person to get them to come on so I can get the job done. Everything requires a task. And then once you meet that goal, you measure your level of success. Did you achieve it in the manner that you saw that would be acceptable to you or did you just get it done? Because even though you may achieve that goal, it may not be the way that you wanted it. You know, it you, okay, let's say my fight was to climb Mount Everest. I could climb it. It may take me longer than I want to. <laughs> and so always have a always have a measurement of your success. You know, did you, you know, lose 20 pounds? Okay, but how did you do it? Did you get liposuction or did you go ahead and work at it? Did you take the hydroxy cut and the whatever stuff they call it, the uh, the diet pills? Or did you just watch how you ate? Hey, <laughs> I like that. But you know what, Greg? I, I, I really believe that at some point we're going to have to watch how we spend our time. Mm-hmm. We need to watch how we spend our time. And the reason I say that is uh, we get so comfortable doing the same things day in and day out that a lot of our time is wasted on absolutely nothing. You know how sometimes, Ryan, you you decide that you're going to do something on the weekend, and and by Sunday you've done absolutely nothing. (laughs) I know what you mean. And, you know, when you're not doing something, all you're doing is, is opening the door for depression to set in. I say to everybody, you have to keep moving. You have to keep pushing yourself. 
as long as you're busy, depression doesn't ha- doesn't stand a chance. But when you stop, that's when those four walls in your house will start closing in on you, and some people can even hear them talking. Sounds crazy, but when they start sitting there, they don't have anything to do, and they're just thinking and thinking, and nine times out of ten, a lot of the stuff that they're thinking about is negative anyway. Oh, I can't have this. I should be further along than where I am right now. That's okay. If you woke up this morning, you still have an opportunity to be where you want to be. You just have to make it up in your mind because that's where it all starts, Brian. Everything starts within before it can start with on the outside. Oh, absolutely. You know, everything begins with a thought, and that thought becomes an idea, and that idea becomes an action that gives you a result. And so, you know, I've always had ideas or thoughts and ideas of how something should work or how something should be done. And I've never actually always acted on them. You know, sometimes I'll say, well, this is what I want to do. And then I'll just, you know, let that idea, that thought go away. And then, you know, a couple weeks, months, years, what have you later, I'll see somebody else that has acted upon that idea. And I'll say, man, that was my idea. I should have did it. I would have been a millionaire. <laughs> you know, like I tell I tell people all the time, the Glade plugins, not my idea. But the plugins with the lights and the fans and the designs, all my ideas. All my ideas. And I never acted on them. Right, you know how a lot of people are always saying, I want to be a millionaire, I want to be a millionaire. And a lot of these people don't reach that goal. My thing is, it's okay to be a millionaire, but why don't you shoot to help a million people? Why don't you shoot to help a million people? Make that your dream, make that your goal. Because, Brian, all most of the people that are millionaires, most of the people that are really, really wealthy, the things that they're doing is they're offering some type of service to someone to help someone. And that's where I think a lot of us have it wrong when we want uh, to be this and to be that. I think our motives are kind of selfish. Mm. I really believe they're kind of selfish or something, but, but, but that's your desire to do whatever you want. I say add helping people in that, and I believe that you'll get where you want to be a lot faster, and you'll learn a lot more. If you hmm. reach out to someone that has less than you, or if you go places and volunteer and talk with people that are needing, that are in need of something, I really believe, Brian, that it'll keep you grounded, for one, and I believe you'll learn a lot from just talking with these people. Uh-huh. I really believe that. Hmm. You know, it, it, something just came to my mind, and it's when you when you start working on your dreams and to making them rea- into reality. Sometimes you run into nightmares, but a lot of times your fears start to subside. You know, when you, it's it's almost like the first time somebody does a bungee jump, they're terrified. 
And after they do it, they say, wow, man, that was fun. I want to do it again. Or if they're on a, on a carnival ride, when they ha- or if it's something they've never seen or never done before, and they do it and they figure out, man, this is cool. I want to do it again. Once you start working at what you believe in or what you want to achieve in, your fears will go away. You won't be so afraid if it's public speaking. I can remember when I was young, I was afraid to speak in front of a lot of people, but you get me in front of a crowd of people and I'm talking about something I like to talk about, I would talk. And I know a lot of people that are just deathly afraid of getting up and speaking in front of someone. You know, and so once they do it for the couple times, one or two times, they get more comfortable at doing it. It's a piece of cake after that. <laughs> you know, but you know, and so I would say to those, the only way you're gonna get rid of that fear, the only way you'll conquer that fear, is to meet it head on. And, and I think that's where it comes. That's where you, you know, it, you have to make up in your mind that that's what you want to do. That head-on thing. I believe that. That I believe that we're talking about the same thing. I believe we're on the same track. Because if you don't believe, or if you don't have a made-up mind to do what you want, you will not do it. You will not succeed at it. You must have a made-up mind to do it. I believe that. Yes. Yes. You know, I, we talk to a lot of people all the time, and some of the things that we do, we try to find out what are your fears. And most of the time, Brian, the thing that they fear the most is their breakthrough. That is their talent. That is their gift. Why are mm-hmm. you so afraid of it? Is it that you're afraid of it, or are you just afraid of succeeding in it? It well, be, it could be like you know, you and I, we talk all the time. A lot of people mm-hmm. are afraid of success. I, I was just about to say that. You know, a lot of times that you're absolutely right. They may be afraid of doing something. It's like the first time you go out and you start a job on your own. You know, you may be deathly afraid. How am I going to make money? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? Am I going to be able to? To, to sustain myself, you know those and those are real issues. Those are not I won't call them real fears, but I'll say those are those are real concerns. You know, you you definitely want to know if you're going to be able to make money, or if you're going to be able to survive, or if that particular job or that particular profession is something that can keep you going. You know, so you know, absolutely. You know, I, I wanted to ask this question, mm-hmm. and, and maybe you know, maybe you have the answer, or maybe you've heard someone talk about it before, but what do you do when age is a factor? How do you get past that, you know? And, and I ask that question because you hear a lot of people saying, well, I'm too old to do this, or I'm too old to do that, or I'm not old enough. Is it just a number? Or is it that we're just accepting what society says we can and we can't do? 
You know, that, that question comes up a lot, or that statement comes up a lot about being too old to do something or too old or not old enough. Most most of the time, it's being too old. I'm too old to go back to school. I'm too old to learn that. I'm not going back to school with my kids. You know, you hear that all the time. And, you know, and I've heard it, and it's funny to me because I'm thinking, you know, I don't ever want to be consider myself too old to do anything that is my dream. Because now think about this. Let's say your dream was to be something, and it took 10 years to, for you to accomplish that dream. Now that you're in that dream, are you too old for it? <laughs> you know, is it now that you're in that dream, do you have to come out of that dream because now you're too old to be in that dream? You know, and so I would say people ought to be very careful with their words and the way that they they word things. I tell you what, Brian. When people wake up, when a lot of people wake up and realize that, you know, it's not so bad facing your fears. It's not so bad going after and attacking your goal. It's not. It's not as bad as you thought. I think it's the not knowing what's going to happen has a lot to do with why a lot of people don't move or act on their dreams and their goals. I think they want someone to tell them this is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to happen. Okay, someone's going to tell you no today. I, I, I think they are afraid of the surprises that pop up along the way. And a lot of surprises, Brian, in the past is not a pretty picture because you hear people that have tried to do things and they tell you their stories and they're horror stories some of them uh, some people have lost their homes and they've lost this and lost that because they went so hard at what they were trying to do but you know what Brian you have to be smart you have to listen to that inner voice and that inner voice he will direct your path just like he said he would you just mm-hmm. have to believe it Stay, hold on to that dream, don't let it go, and act on it. That's all you're required to do anyway. That's it. I, hey, I believe that one. You know, Greg, we're halfway with, done with the show, and the one thing that that I wanted to focus on uh, earlier in the show, and we sort of left off, and I've said it a couple times, Where do we go from here? (laughs) You know, and, and and the reason I keep bringing that up is that what I've learned is that we have to keep on reiterating the fact that we have somewhere to go. We have somewhere to go. We, you know, most people say, well, I don't, I don't have anything to do. I'm, I've been doing this for 25 years. I don't know anything else. Not true. You think about the football player that's played football for 25 years, ever since he's a little boy, or for, you know, for ever since he was in high school, he's played football, and all he knows is football, and now he's too old, according to whoever decided that there was an age limit in football, to play. Or maybe he's not as good as some of the other players you know, maybe he's he's way you know missed his prime, 
and over the hill or whatever you want to call it, and now he has to come up with something new to do. Is he over the hill? No, he's not. You know, is it is it too late for him? He's 36 years old, 37 years old, and he can't play football anymore because no team would sign him. You know, maybe he's not in the best of football shape anymore. He's lived his dream. His dream has effectively been fulfilled. And now he's focusing on doing what? You see? What happens now is that person has to have what? Another dream. You know, Brian, it has to be a, a sad situation. You have to be in a sad situation if you can't dream. Wow. If, if you can't dream or if you can't see yourself in the future doing something better than what you're doing right now, that is a that is a bad place to be right now. That in your life, that is a very bad place to be. I wouldn't want anyone to be in that place. But I can hear people saying, but you don't understand and you don't know my circumstances. You don't know what's going on in my life. You're absolutely right. I don't know what's going on in your life. You dictate, you decide what you want to do with your life. It's your life. The thing is, you have to watch the choices that you make. And there's that word again, Brian, choices. Mm-hmm. We have to watch the choices that we make because everything that we do, there is a consequences for it, a good one or a bad one. But oh, absolutely. Dream, but if you're not dreaming and you're not seeing yourself uh, doing the things that you've always dreamed of doing, there's trouble. Trouble is on the way. Trouble is on the way. And, Brian, I challenge everybody out there to just look at your inner circle, the people that you're around, and, and just sit back and assess these individuals and see where they are in their lives and see uh, what they have going for them. And, Brian, I guarantee you a lot of you are in the same boat. Mm. The lives are so similar. And if that's the case, upgrade to some more friends. I'm not saying walk away from the ones that you're with. Upgrade so you can learn from them, from the ones that have more, that are being more, than the ones that are just coming over and wasting your time with, oh, let's go get a drink, let's go to the club, let's go here, let's go. No, if they're not offering something inspiring and motivating and challenging, something's going to challenge you to be a better individual, it's okay to go and be with them from time to time, but every time, that that's, that's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. And how often do you see that, Brian? We're in a college town. How often do you see the kids? And, and, and again, we're not trying to stop the kids or anyone from having a good time and enjoying yourself. But what is most important? You achieve, you're achieving your dreams and your goals, and you honing your skills and doing the thing that you want to do. Or you're going, hanging out, having a good time, laughing and whatever. But, Brian, last I heard laughing and partying, they don't pay the bills. They don't help with the dreams. <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting you, you, the way you put it. There's so many people out there that come to college and they think, 
we're coming to college so we can have fun. And we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And they have all these ideas of of what they want to do and how they want to do it. And, you know, it's it's crazy when you look. I remember when I first came to college back in 1990, you know, some 19 years ago. And they said in our freshman orientation, which I didn't really attend much of it, but they said, look to your left. And they said, look to your right. And they said, you see all these people in this room? Less than a third of them will graduate with you. And I thought that was just such a profound statement for them to make. And I'm like, wow, why would they tell people that? But now, these 19 years later, I can't remember a single person in that room that graduated the same year that I graduated. You know, and maybe it's just because I have bad memory, but you know, but the the reality is, most of those people did not graduate the same time I graduated. You know, most of those people dropped. Uh, quite a few of them actually dropped out before their sophomore year. You know, so they let their they let an obstacle get in the way of them fulfilling their dream. You know, because for some people, going to college is a dream not just for them, but for others. That's the other thing I wanted to talk about, how your dreams affect other people. You know, a lot of times when we have dreams and goals, our dreams and goals are contingent upon others' dreams and goals. Like I said earlier, you know, the dream of a motivational speaker is to, to help other people, you know, fulfill their dreams. You know, we motivate you so you get going on to what you're supposed to be doing. You know, we're the dream, we're the we're the the change agents of the dream building foundation, I would say. And so, when you, when you fulfill your dreams, you help others fulfill their dreams. And so, in the same token, you become a motivator because when somebody see you do it, they believe they can do it. You know, it's like when the football player or the basketball player or the guy that graduates from college and he gets this, you know, huge job where he's making all this money and he has enough money to to now give back to his communities and, you know, to start foundations and stuff like that. When they do that, they're now becoming the dream builders. Because they're giving they're giving what they're giving a piece of what they've attained through their dream to now help build another dream. That's true. That's so true. It, you know, the, the road to your dreams coming true, and I believe that you're, you're absolutely right, is you helping others. You reaching out and helping other people. It, it's so important to do that. But we have a lot of selfish people that don't want to give back and they want to just do their own thing and then they can't believe that things aren't happening fast for them and that that's something that I want to touch on too Brian patience patience how important is it to be patient and not step out on your own and step in the way of what you're trying to do how important is that you know you have to be patient 
You have to. It's you know how they say patience is a virtue. No, patience is a builder. <laughs> because see, you that's the way you build your dreams. It said anything. I'll, I'll say it like like my grandma used to say. It. Anything that's gotten fast goes fast. <laughs> and so if you attain something real quick, those get-rich-quick schemes are just that, schemes. And you're scheming to get rich quick, guess what? The person that's helping you get rich quick is getting richer quicker than you are, and you won't be rich for long because just as soon as you get it, it's going to be gone. That's right. Because the, the money that stays is money that's earned slow and steady. And that's the same thing with dreams. The dreams that you want to that you want to sustain, they're built slow and steady. Because you want to be able to savor each moment of your dream building experience so that one you'll remember it and two you'll be it'll, it'll be familiar to you. It's like driving in a fast car. You're in a fast car for 3 seconds. You don't remember much of that. You don't remember how fast you were going. You just zip, 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 and you're done. But if you're able to just get on a carriage ride and just ride across the countryside and you're going maybe two or three miles an hour, now you can see those birds flying by. You can see that chipmunk or whatever, squirrel or what have you, you know, climbing up the tree. You can appreciate the birds singing you know, and the flowers bloom, and you can actually smell the roses as you pass by. And see, those are the things that you'll be familiar to, you know, familiar with. Mm-hmm. And that's true. That's so true. You know, I, I, I really like how, you know, you, you put that because uh, that's exactly, you know, your dreams, it, it, it takes time for them to come together. It, it, it really does. It, it takes a while because you're not going to get something that you're not prepared to have. If you do get it, you won't keep it. That's right. If you're not prepared for it, it's going to overtake you, and you're going to make mistakes if you're not ready for it. So don't rush into it. It's going to happen. Take your time. It's going to happen. But please don't rush into anything. And, and, and we hear about people doing things out in Hollywood. I was just watching Whoopi Goldberg on television. They were interviewing her, and she was talking about Hollywood and how people, uh, some of the ones are being successful, and most of the people aren't successful because they don't know, they're not prepared to deal with it. They didn't study it. They don't know uh, how... Things are going down, and Brian, a lot of times what they do, they're putting their, the things that they want so much ahead of learning. And that's why mm-hmm. a lot of them are getting got. That's what they call it, you've been got. <laughs> and everything just seems so easy. Oh, we can make you into this wonderful movie star if you do this and if you do that. And whatever it is that they're asking you to do, trust me, it's a big risk. You stand a chance of losing a lot. A lot more than what you would get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Could it be blind that they're lusting for that thing? Well, you know, when you when you think about it, 
is it really lust? I mean, think about it. When, when people say that word, they always think about the sexual part of what people call lusting. After you lust after someone's flesh or something like that. But what it is, is when you want something that someone else has, ha- some, someone else has, if you can create the means, legal means, by the way, to obtain it, it's, it doesn't have to be called a lust. Right. You see what I mean? It's when we never think of, it's when you never even try to put a mechanism in place for you to attain it in a legal man, by the way, a legal means. It's when you sit there and you say, I want that, 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 but you're still sitting there and you're not doing anything legally to obtain it. You're not trying to go out there and, and say, oh, this is what I want, so this is how I'm going to work to get it. See, people want this microwave, instant rice, instant oatmeal, instant everything, coffee, tea, what have you, type of reward. You know, they want instant gratification, but they don't want to put the work behind it. See, even with instant grits, Somebody had to work to figure out how to make them instant. (laughs) You see, they had to work. So your instant grits or your instant coffee is the result of someone working to fulfill their dream. Again, everything that you're looking at is someone's dream. Someone dreamed of that thing, creating that thing. And again, it's a, it is a reminder that it can be. It can be. Whatever it is that you want, it can be. But I think you just, Brian, I think you, you, know, you hit it on the head. I, I really believe that you have to have a plan. And, and you need action. Without those you can't do anything. And you know, Brian, a lot of people say, well, you know what, I've prayed about it, so I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. And then when things don't happen the way that they want them to happen, believe it or not, Brian, some people even get angry with God because it didn't happen. Oh, he's been, he's been, he, he's looking out for this person, but he's not looking for, out for me. He's blessing them, but he's not blessing me. What am I doing wrong? Well, one, you don't know the relationship that that other person has with God. You don't know that. And two, where is your faith and what do you believe? Mm. You know, Greg, I just put uh, this out on my Facebook site. It says, everything that you see around you is the result of someone else's dream being fulfilled. What do you think? And I want to see how many responses I get, because I, I think people, as they look around them and they really start to really focus in on the things that someone else created and realize that that was a dream fulfilled, they'll realize how many dreams that they had that could have been, should have been, ought to have been fulfilled. Brian, you know, 
what 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 can you do? What can you do when when you're being beat beaten over the head all the time? You're doing your best. What mm-hmm. can you do when people are telling you uh, you're wasting your time, and now you're receiving bad news that your health is deteriorating and Family members are coming at you right and left, and your job, people on your job are giving you a hard time, and you just want a break, but you can't get it. What you know what I say? These people? For people who say that I'm wasting my time, you know what I tell them? It's my time. And it is your time. It's your time to do whatever you want to do. It's your time. You know, you can hear me say that, and you don't have to fulfill any dream at all because that's all your choice, and you do it with your time. See, nobody can waste your time. Only you can. You know how some people say, man, you're wasting my time. No. If they're wasting your time, then they're not wasting your time. You're wasting your time if you believe that they're that. It's a waste of time for you to stand there for, with them. Then it's not them that's wasting the time that you are. For those who receive news, whether it be good or bad, it's new. It's just news. Someone says you have three months to live, guess what? Got three months to live? Well, guess what? Today is one more day I get to live. Because you're not promised tomorrow. You know how many times I've heard people say... Uh, tell somebody they had a couple months to live, and they outlive it. And then some people say, oh, you'll live a long life, and then the next day that person's gone. You know, I've always been told that nobody knows the day nor the hour when they're going to be born or die, or when they're going to die. You didn't you didn't know you were going to be born on the day you were born. You just knew that you got here. And nobody knows the day you'll die. I mean, when you when you really think about it, Greg, just put put this into perspective. Think about the person that had been shot fifteen times and survives, and then think about the person that gets a little bump on their head and the next morning they're dead. See, nobody knows the day or the hour or or when they're going to live or when they're going to when they're going to be born, when they're going to die. Nobody can predict anything. You know, some people, oh, you have cancer, you have three months to live, and then they go back and look again, and there's nothing there. Or they do exploratory surgery, and there's nothing there. You can't get caught up and hung up on that kind of stuff because everybody gets the same amount of time. And how long is that, Greg? A lifetime. <laughs> they all have been given a lifetime. But, Brian, you know what? Let's talk about the children. Because I read somewhere that you have to have childlike faith. Oh, wow. I read that. I read that somewhere. You know what? I work with children in my church. Every Sunday I see them. Every Sunday they see me. Most of them are just overjoyed and glad to see Mr. Bryan. 
They come and talk to me. They hug me. They see how I'm doing. For the older teenagers, I pick on them. You know, I, sometimes I think they just show up so I can pick on them. <laughs> you know, and oh, I already got one person who likes my status on Facebook. That's awesome. I love you. I love you. Appreciate that. You know, and I look at the fact that when children see adults doing something, when they see somebody that's an adult that's fulfilling a dream or that's reaching and attaining a goal that they set, children gravitate to that. They Children want to see you do well because that makes them believe in you even more. Think about the guy who's the big-time basketball player or the big-time or even an attorney, you know, or even if you have on a nice suit. See, children look at success based on how they want to dream. You know, when, when I'm, and I used to do this when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I always said, I would, would say my prayers every night, and I would say, please, Lord, give me $1,000. Because I thought that having $1,000 would mean I was rich. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was because that was my childlike faith. I believed that the Lord was going to give me $1,000. And you know what? What's so funny is when I used to work, I used to make money when I was younger. I never really got like a thousand dollars in one check, you know. But I used to make, you know, make decent money when you're young, you know, when you're in high school, in college, or whatever. And then when I graduated from college, my father wrote me a check for a thousand dollars. Now, it wasn't a lot of money. I mean, it wasn't like ten thousand dollars, but to me. Man, I felt like I was rich. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. Because that was actually, now, and I look at it like, look how God worked. My childlike faith that I exercised on a regular basis as a child, when I became an adult, that faith was rewarded with, with exactly what I asked for. So childlike faith, it works. You know, it's a beautiful thing when you see children, and you you can ask a child, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, there's no limits on what they'll say. They'll just say it. They don't think about it. They'll just say it. And then if you ask them, well, it takes money to be that. And I'm not saying don't try to talk them out of it, but if you if you – Throw up some obstacles against what they want to be. They have an answer for it. They have an answer for it, and it's simple. Now, as adults, why have we stopped dreaming? Why, what happened to our childlike faith? Oh, I was a kid. Now, when you're a child, you think as a child. When you're an adult, you put away. Okay, okay, we know all of that. But there's a reason that these children believe that they can have and do what they want. It's a reason. I believe, Brian, that it is a learned behavior when people tell you that you can't do things. You learn to accept that. You you learn to believe that, okay, it's not going to be easy. This is hard. This is this. I can't do it or whatever. You can't tell a child that. 
I was just speaking with kids just last week. I think the age range from five to t- five to twelve, and I was talking with a couple of the little uh, African American kids, and a couple of them said that I asked them what were their dreams. Right off the top, president. I want to be the president. Mm. I want to be the president. And why is that? Because they see that it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's not impossible, Brian, for you to be a millionaire. There's a lot of millionaires out there. It's not impossible. If you believe you can do it, you can do it. You can do it. You can become that thing that you're dreaming. If you stick with it, listen to that inner voice, and shut out all of the naysayers that are laughing at you because you're going through a process. You're in the early stages of that dream uh, manifesting and becoming real right before their eyes. But they can't see it. But now when it happens, oh, they're going to have their hands out. Not just asking for money, but they're going to have their hands out wanting to ride your coattail. So where were you when I was I was fighting for this? And I thought I was going to lose my mind and and now that everything is clicking like I wanted them to, you want me to just give you and you not work for it? It doesn't work that way. Hmm. It doesn't work that way. But, Brian, it's hard to tell our youth they need to get a job when they can stand on the corner and make $1,500 a day. And you want hmm. them to go to McDonald's and make Five, six thousand an hour. Priorities, choices. You know, and you and and, and I want to piggyback on that. You're absolutely right. It's a learned behavior. It's a learned behavior. See, honest work has never been truly glamorized in impoverished communities. Honest work has never been glamorized. You find a good, hard-working man, and and most of the people in the impoverished communities say, he's working for that little bit of money. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. He ought to go and, 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 and rob the person he's working for. <laughs> Don't give anybody any ideas. <laughs> you know, but I'm just being serious. I'm being honest. You know, that's the mentality that some people have, is that if you're working for somebody and you're not making enough, you're not making more than what they make, then they're robbing you. But you agree to that salary. You work hard for that salary. You earn that salary. I've heard it said, be content with your wages. Mm. But so often we're not content with anything. Mm-hmm. You know? But, Greg, we're coming up uh, about to the end of the show, and I just want to thank all the listeners for joining us today. Um, I want you all to please send this out to all your friends, let them listen. I want to know where do you go from here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna harp on this a little while, Greg. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna be putting this out again on on uh, Facebook and Twitter and MySpace and all the social networking sites that we're joining up with. But uh, I want to just say, with that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we hope that you come and join us next week as we'll have another wonderful and exciting show. We thank you. Good evening, God bless you all, and good night.